You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. My blood is boiling today, and honestly, I was not planning on recording um, because it's the day after Christmas um, as I'm recording this, and my goal was to take some, some time off. But this has to be said because this week is that weird, like, in between where we're like in between Christmas and New Year's and everybody's like deciding whether they want to slow down or start ramping up for the new year. And I'm kind of in between. I'm just letting it flow, right? (laughs) So here I am flowing away. Um, And the reason I am recording this right now is because I saw a post on my Facebook feed today from a coach who said, hey, I'm doing 75 hard Uh, starting on New Year's, who's with me. And like, if you look at that post, yeah, sure, like that's innocent enough. Um, They had, you know, this really crazy transformation photo of themselves from the last time they did it. Um, And that's cool. But here, (laughs) here is why this is so problematic, my beautiful friends. So I think a lot of times when we are feeling uncomfortable in our bodies, when we are feeling like we don't have a routine, when we're struggling with motivation, when we're struggling to just make it stick, we will, we will get into that space where we will try almost anything in order to get those results, right? Because we're just sick of failing and we just want something to actually last. Um, and I think a lot of people find 75 hard appealing because it's a free challenge. All you have to do is follow the rules. Here are the rules for those of you who are unfamiliar. So the rules are stick to a diet, any diet. Absolutely no alcohol or cheat meals are allowed. You need to complete two 45-minute workouts each day. One of them has to be outside no matter the weather. You need to drink four and a half liters of water each day. Take a daily progress photo. Let's unpack that. Okay, first of all, right off the bat, rule number one, stick to a diet, any diet. Uh, No, thank you. Dieting is not made for sustainability. There is absolutely no flexibility in dieting. And like I say, and like you guys know, if you follow me on social media or you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you understand that you do not need to diet in order to achieve results, right? If you're dieting, it just means that you are abiding by a set of rules or, you know, restrictions in order to achieve a certain result. Nine times out of 10, a diet is going to make it very complicated to do things like live life. Um, Whereas for me and my clients, we take more of a um, mindful and intuitive eating approach um, to create a little more flexibility, sustainability, and to help people reach their goals as well. Um, You guys know that you really honestly do not need to stick to a diet in order to lose weight achieve results, etc. Um, and like I said before too, and honestly, when it comes to restriction, like if it's life or death, um, you know, maybe, maybe you really do have to be very diligent on a diet because your, your life literally depends on it. Um, but in terms of just reaching your health goals, you can make slow, small, sustainable changes in order to get there. Um, and I got to tell you, 
you do only live once. And so I feel if you're able to essentially stick to the guideline of eating in a healthy calorie deficit, um, for weight loss specifically, and you're able to get the nutrients that you need, um, and you're watching your macros, so protein, carbs, and fat, and making sure that you're getting enough of all of those things, you will be just fine. Um, now, <laughs> Let's talk about all these other rules because holy cannoli, absolutely no alcohol or cheat meals are allowed. Um, you know, I'm I'm cool with the no alcohol thing um, simply because I feel like, you know, it's really good to take a break from alcohol and having alcohol in your life um, is more of a like just a like a fun choice. I personally um, I personally cut out alcohol um for 60 days and it was awesome and f since then I've probably only had you know a couple beverages uh since completing that 60 days and it has definitely changed my relationship with alcohol so like there's m big merit to that um but with the cheat meals no cheat meals allowed like first of all the the language around cheat meals is so problematic like what <laughs> What are you cheating on? Um, here's the thing. Like, you you can actually get results while eating things like pizza or ice cream or, like, whatever. All of the things that we see as bad. Now, if your diet almost completely uh, revolves around, you know, what we would consider junk food, um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's time to cut back. But cheat meals, that to me just says, I'm going to eat like a rabbit and I refuse to have, you know, sugar or I refuse to have, you know, whatever thing I've cut out for 75 days. That's like an entire season. And granted, there are some incredible health benefits to cutting way down on sugar or, you know, cutting back on processed foods and all these things. The problem with the way that this is presented is that it allows zero flexibility. And if you cheat, you fail. Like what? <laughs> when have you done anything perfectly? Anything, even the things that you're really, really good at. When was the last time you did something perfectly? Like, I bet you're a really, really good mom. Are you a perfect mom? Probably not. <laughs> like, you can't do anything perfectly. So honestly, this expectation that you're going to do something extremely challenging that is actually really difficult for you and do it perfectly is just bullshit, to be honest. Um, and frankly, I am very pro um, having a little piece of chocolate because it sounds delicious or pro having a hamburger with the bun because I like hamburgers. You... <laughs> Eating food is not cheating. <laughs> now, you know, we can dive into, you know, what a healthy balance would look like on a different day. Um, but essentially, again, we're just talking about the rules of the 75 hard. You have to stick to a diet and you're not allowed to cheat on your diet at all for 75 days. Let me just like ask a rhetorical question. But when was the last time that actually worked for anybody? Hmm? And hey, like if you if you've done the 75 hard and you're listening to this, like I want to talk to you. I want to know like how how did you survive? Like how did you do it? Because even as someone who is who's been athletic my entire life, who has been like a hard worker my entire life, a high achiever, I still wouldn't be able to do this because I think it's ridiculous because um, it's just way too restrictive. Hmm. So let me pick your brain. So we're moving on to the next rule, which is complete two 45-minute workouts per day. One of them has to be outside. Ugh, 
you guys, I just, no, no thank you. First of all, you do not need to work out for an hour and a half. If it's something you enjoy doing, yes, I'm cheering you on. Go spend an hour and a half working out. If I had an hour and a half to work out, like I probably would, but I don't. Um, I'm lucky if I get one 45 minute workout per day. Um, but also let's just talk about the frequency there. There is zero reason you need to be working out seven days a week, period. I generally recommend um, like two to three days of strength training and some light cardio through the week. Um, if, you know, <laughs> if you want to, uh, because really the people that I work with are just learning how to make fitness even a part of their lifestyle or health a part of their priorities. Um, and so just jumping from zero to an hour and a half of working out every single day, no matter the weather, that is not motivating at all. My gosh. And honestly, you'd be better off doing, um, two 45 minute workouts that were very intentional and very, um, you know, focused on strength training through the week rather than per day. Um, and in fact, um, there's scientific evidence, there's something called overtraining. Um, and it's possible that you could actually be overdoing it, especially if you're dieting. Um, a lot of people diet and restrict too much and their calorie deficit is too much. And so they actually end up like gaining weight or throwing off their hormones because your body literally does not have enough fuel to keep up with your activity. So I'm telling you, less is more. If we can focus on more intentional movement um, at the frequency that works for our lives, you're going to see better results um, than you would doing an hour and a half of working out every single freaking day. Um, now I'll say this, if you have the time and you genuinely enjoy working out that long every single day you need to make sure that there's enough variety where you're not going to be experiencing some of the symptoms of overtraining you need to make sure that you are adequately fueling your body so that your body can keep up with that level of activity um because holy cow that's a lot <laughs> It's just a lot. Um, okay, and then let's talk about the water. The water is great. Like, the water is a great goal, four and a half liters. Personally, I think that is a big jump from what most of us are probably having right now. But here's some ways that you can just increase your water intake overall. If you're someone who is, like, barely drinking water throughout the day, a challenge for you would be to drink, like, you know, 20 ounces, right? So can you get yourself like a cute looking water bottle that is nice and big, fill it up, um, and just make sure like you just drink one of those per day as a start. And you can keep building up um, and maybe you drink one and a half by the next week and then you drink two full water bottles by the following week instead of just saying like from the get-go, I'm just going to throw four and a half liters worth of water into my tiny bladder that's not used to drinking a whole lot of water and then just basically be running to the bathroom all day um, and having stomach cramps because it's just too much water all at once. You can build up. It is completely okay. Okay, you have my permission. Just hydrate, queens. That's that's it. We want to drink a lot of water. So I'm like, I'm down with this goal, but I don't think we need to jump into it. I think we can gradually increase our intake for the best possible outcome. Last but not least, can we just unpack the fact that a daily progress photo is required? Like, honestly, what's the point? Um, 
Have you ever heard the expression, a watched pot never boils? Now, there's a reason that this cliche or this saying is true. If you are continually stepping on the scale, if you are continually taking pictures every single day, you are going to be looking at yourself going, why haven't I changed? Instead of taking a picture before and then 75 days later. There's literally no reason you need to take a picture every day. It's honestly like that one just is silly to me. Like, can someone explain, can someone who has successfully done the 75 hard tell me what is the purpose for a daily progress photo? I mean, the only thing I can think of is like making like a cool little time lapse video for TikTok. But other than that, like there is really no, there's no value that a daily progress photo is going to add. Um, if anything, maybe a weekly progress photo, but, um, you guys know, (laughs) for those of you who have been in my audience, you know that I am very function focused. Um, I try to stay weight neutral, um, just because the weight loss, like if weight loss is your goal, the weight will come off knowing those numbers, If that's important to you, okay, we can totally do that. But what happens for a lot of people is we become obsessed. And fitness is not the type of thing where you get immediate payoff, right? It's not the same thing where you eat ice cream and the the happy chemicals from eating a bowl of ice cream, boosting your dopamine and your serotonin, immediately flood your system and you're like, ah, satisfaction. When you work out, that that dopamine and that serotonin hit isn't immediate. There's, there is a, there is a waiting period, my friends. So you're, you're going to be really frustrated with yourself if you are looking at your progress every single day and going, all right, what's changed? What's changed? Like, it's just obsessive. And honestly, it's not, it's doing more harm than it is good. Um, and for those of you who have, who have heard this term, there's a term called orthorexia, which is essentially you are obsessed with being too healthy. You are eating too, too healthy to the point where, you know, you may lose your menstrual cycle because you are underfueling um, and overtraining and all of these things because we're, we start to become obsessed with um, the progress. And there is, it's a very fine line. And a lot of the times this obsessive measuring, whether it's, you know, taking body, body measurements, taking progress photos, stepping on the scale, this can cause really disordered tendencies, um, in a very, very skewed view with your self-esteem. And speaking of self-esteem, I actually want to read one of the reviews that somebody had posted on, um, a guidebook that was specifically created for the 75 hard. Um, of course you guys know that 75 hard is a free challenge, but there's a lot of like books on Amazon and things that you can buy in order to, you know, I don't know, complete this challenge more effectively, I guess we'll say. And there was a a review that somebody left on, um, a specific book about this challenge that like just hurt my heart. And I'm going to read it to you because woof. So the review says, I purchased the book in the app and have attempted this program three times. I have a tendency towards slight depression and I am a perfectionist afraid of failure. If you have these tendencies, do not attempt. This program sent me into a downward spiral of depression, which I am still struggling to come out of with therapy and medication. It has made me less productive at work due to extreme fatigue 
and a gazillion trips to the restroom. It significantly hurt my relationships with a family member because of my obsessive focus on exercise, water, and diet, and really damaged my self-esteem, which wasn't great to start with. Am I really a failure because I can't complete 75 hard? I'm in great physical condition, and in and I am in the lower end of a normal body weight. I've run 20-plus half marathons and a couple marathons. Before trying 75 hard, I worked out five days a week. I should have never attempted this ridiculously rigid program. I'm glad for everyone it has helped, but for me, it's been devastating. Like, whoa. Um, I'm really, whoever this person is, first of all, like, May the universe bring you to this podcast episode right now because I just want to say to you, I am so sorry that this stupid challenge crushed your soul and your self-esteem because you are so much more valuable than that. And it sounds like you are already doing all of the right things. And I just, I hope that by the time this episode airs that you are on the right track to a happier, healthier you because that really freaking sucks. You guys, it is not okay to be burned by the diet industry or by rigid programs. It's just not meant for everyone. And there is this idea that we are broken or just invaluable because we can't complete the challenge. And I'm going to tell you this, like, and I, I said this earlier, I have been active my entire life. I have worked as a professional athlete in the dance industry where physical fitness was required of me. And I will never in my life, well, as of this point, (laughs) I really, I just, I will never do something like this. Unless there was a purpose, like, unless there was like a purpose, like me doing this would raise like thousands of dollars toward a charity or something like that. That would be the only way I would do this. Um, because there is no way in hell that I would put myself through absolute torture in the name of air quotes health, because this is not healthy. This is not sustainable. The only thing that this program is going to do and programs like it, like again, like I said, this is not just specifically toward this one, because I know there's so many other programs or challenges or diets that require this extreme rigidity. Um, you know, this, this type of thing is going to expose the bad and the good. And most of the time with something that's this extreme, it's really, it's not going to show you your weaknesses in a way that's going to make you feel motivated to strengthen them. It's going to expose your weaknesses in a way that will make you feel so raw and damaged and probably traumatized from the experience that, you know, you could have a similar situation to the person that left the review. You could be completely just obliterated in terms of self-esteem and everything else. And I just care about my audience way too much to let you step into the new year trying some bullshit like this. Um, So here's what I propose. (laughs) So for those of you listening right now and you're like, all right, well, I was going to start by doing X, Y, and Z, but now I'm feeling like I'm back at square one, like I shouldn't do anything. Um, So I want to tell you what I propose instead, and it's going to ultimately give you longer lasting results. It's going to leave you feeling more empowered 
and you will get stronger and you actually will reach your goals and it won't require you to completely overhaul your schedule and your life, frankly, and your happiness in order to achieve those results. So I want you to think about instead of a 75 hard, that we go into the year with a 75 gentle. So really the focus can just be gentleness. We don't need to go, you know, (laughs) like I said in my um, IG story when I was talking about this, balls to the wall when it comes to you know, creating a healthier life for yourself. You can go 75 hard in terms of like your level of commitment to changing your life, but your habits don't have to reflect that crazy restriction that's outlined in the 75 hard. So instead, maybe the 75 gentle can look like, you know, mindfully drinking one more glass of water each day until we reach our desired water intake. Or maybe it's we are giving ourselves more grace. Maybe we've been too hard on ourselves for too long and that hasn't worked for us. So maybe it's doing the opposite and actually learning to be gentle and and forgiving with our mistakes. Maybe it's learning what the 80-20 balance actually looks like for us. Maybe it is taking a five-minute mindful walk each day um, as a way to start implementing movement into your life. Maybe it is intentionally playing with your kids at the park or playing tag or having tickle fights and rolling on the floor. Maybe it is trying five minutes of that strength training workout that you've been dying to try but have been too afraid that you're going to fail. So you only do five minutes instead of the full 45. And that's totally okay. It's celebrating the wins Each and every win, I don't care how big or small these wins might feel, it's got to be celebrated, right? If it's hard for you, it is worth celebrating, my friends. And I want to just talk quickly about comfort zones. And, you know, I really, really think that if it makes you slightly uncomfortable, like it's one step out of your comfort zone rather than a hundred then that's good enough. It doesn't have to be leaps and bounds out of our comfort zone in order to see progress, you guys. I'm telling you this, like this is the secret and more people need to know it. You do not need to like go zero to a hundred. You don't. In fact, you can accelerate very slowly and learn how to build on your progress so that it actually lasts. Because what I don't want, because the amount of people that like raised their hands on that that post and was like, yeah, I want to do it. I just, I'm just like, you know what? Oof, I'll be praying for you because... That is going to be a treacherous journey, and if you are not mentally in the right headspace to embark on that journey, it can end up completely crushing you. Um, And so I really am hoping that this year, instead of like diving headfirst into doing all of the things all at once and making those things very restrictive and regimented, like can we figure out a way to make fitness work for our lives versus trying to cram our lives into this, you know, rigid set of rules? Especially if you're a mom, 
Um, your life probably won't be able to support something like that. So instead, you know, we have so many other options available to actually reaching your goals. So now I'm going to give you a set of tools. Notice how I said tools instead of rules because we don't need more rules in our lives. Instead, I would like to provide you with um, a couple things to add to your toolbox and your checklist to be able to complete this 75 gentle. So get out your notepads and make sure you write these ones down because I know that this is going to help you ease into the new year feeling better than ever. So number one, throw away your scale. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're not committed to that, that's totally fine. I get it, but at least put it away for the duration of 75 days. Do not weigh yourself. You can weigh yourself once at the beginning and once at the end, and that's it. No obsessing. Okay. Promise me you'll do that. Number two, be gentle with yourself. Allow yourself failure. If you are not failing at least 50 to like, I would say like 30 to 50% of the time, it's not challenging enough. And if you're failing more than that, it's way too challenging. So we want to be failing or, um, you know, at least kind of like letting ourselves off of these rules at least 30 to 50% of the time. That's the sweet spot. Number three, celebrate everything, every single win, big, small, like you slept in an extra five minutes and you feel well rested. Hell yeah. Celebrate that. You drank an extra glass of water. Celebrate that. Whatever it is, celebrate everything. Number four, intentional, mindful movement every single day. And when I say every single day, I'm not talking about an hour and a half of movement. I'm talking about five minutes of movement that brings you joy. So if it's um, saying, all right, kids, let's go play tag in the backyard and it's raining outside. Let's go play tag in the rain. Or, um, you know, maybe doing five minutes of a strength training workout that you've wanted to try, but were too afraid to complete because it was too challenging. Do just five minutes of it or maybe do some yoga or something that brings you joy, right? And only five minutes. And on top of those five minutes, once you get that five minutes a day down, can you start um, building the frequency of longer periods of intentional movement? So we've got five minutes of mindful movement each day, plus, you know, maybe down the road, you add in two 20-minute strength training workouts throughout the week. So you're moving five minutes a day, plus strength training twice a week. And that is a beautiful way to build a healthy foundation and also, honestly, just grow your relationship with your body and um, what fitness will actually look like in your life. And uh, number five is eat in a way that nourishes your body and soul. So I want you to focus on the things that you can add to your plate rather than take away. And honestly, I don't want to give you more than that because we don't need a bunch of things to check off our list right now. We're trying to ease in. And at this point, these five things are going to help you really get off on the right foot so you can have a successful health journey without restriction, without stress, without all of that. Um, there's really no need. And I will just tell you now, if you're looking for a community of women who believe in this exact thing where we're not going to punish ourselves and, you know, food is not to be earned and we don't need to spend hours in the gym or hours in the kitchen in order to create the bodies and the life that we want, then I encourage you to hop over to my Facebook group and the link is in the show notes. Um, I'd love to see you there. Um, and I post in there almost daily um, to give you guys some things to enjoy 
and to learn from um, so we can create more sustainable change for ourselves because we freaking deserve it, queens. I'm telling you. So cheers to ringing in the new year in a way that is counter diet culture, counter this toxic fitness culture. Cheers to ringing in the new year gently, patiently, and at a pace that suits us. And you know, if there's any resolution at all that you should be setting this year, it should be to prioritize your health in the way that really empowers you so that you can show up more powerfully for your family because they need you. And frankly, I need you. And my life is better because you are in it. So whether we've connected personally, or you're just kind of a a ghost in my audience, just watching from the back and listening from the back, I just appreciate you. And I care for you. And I hope that this has given a little bit more perspective on just a different way to approach your life and your health journey. Because not everything needs to be so hardcore all the time. You deserve rest. You deserve wellness at a pace that works for you. And as I always say, fitness should work for you, not the other way around. So with that said, I hope you have a wonderful day ringing in the new year. I know we are going to move through this year stronger than ever, but we get to do it gently. Who says that soft can't also be strong? So on that note... As always, be bold, be fit.